everyone and welcome to the treasure talk podcast i am your host brandon green financial educator of the treasure biblical financial workshop as well as the youth and family minister of the highland church of christ in bakersfield california this podcast is all about healthy conversations about the subject of money from a biblical point of view i'm excited about this episode today is just us as we discuss the topic of spending. That's what we're going to be talking about today, so please stick around for this episode. I would have to say that sometimes we do. And I'm speaking from personal experience because I could blame a lot of things for why I wasn't very good with my finances and why I still have to guard myself from making big financial mistakes. Uh, I've already shared with you in the first episode, I, I talked to you about the fact that when I got my first job, I the, one of the first things I bought was a PlayStation 3. And I didn't even buy it with money. I bought it with credit. And I didn't understand credit like I do now. And I didn't realize that there was interest that built upon that credit. Now, of course, when I got the Best Buy card, my first credit card, they told me that I would have zero APR, right, for so many months. And of course, I still don't really get what an APR is. I still don't understand how interest works, right? I'm just seeing free money. As long as I pay that money back within whatever period of time, you know, uh, magic, I'll own this PlayStation 3. But I didn't understand how that worked. So guess what? I left a balance on my card every single month for the duration of that period where my um, APR was zero. So after that period was over, guess what was coming? Interest being built every week, every month. And every time I left the balance open, that was money that I could have been using for other needs. That's, that's money that I could have been using to save. Money that I could have eventually owned my own home. Money I could have owned my own car. But that's not how it played out. I was, I was an idiot when it came to my finances. I didn't do very well at all. And I can blame the little job that I had at Burger King and only making less than 10 bucks an hour. I can blame them all day long. But I heard this recently. If you're not managing your money well, 
then why does it matter? Why does it matter if I get paid more? Why does it matter if, you know, I have all the money in the world, if I'm always spending money carelessly? Then it's not going to matter how much money I have. And that's really the problem with lottery winners. I've, I think I've shared this before and I'll share it again, but there's a reason why many lottery winners go broke within the first uh, few years of winning that money. They have a ton of money, some of them winning more than $60 million. How do you lose $60 million in a year? It's because of poor financial planning and terrible spending habits. And guess what? Those spending habits were there even before the $6 million. And so sometimes we have that lottery mindset. If I would just gain more money, then I'll make better financial decisions. But because I am without that kind of cash flow, then I'm just going to basically be careless with my money. And that's a lot of times the attitude that a lot of people have, especially when you don't have a whole lot in this debt society, this credit society where we can just swipe a card and everything will be fine. I'm not going to get too much into debt because that's another episode and we'll talk to a, a person, a brother in Christ that knows a lot about that and can give us some really good insight. But again, I just want to talk about spending habits and and the blame game that we may cause when it comes to those habits. Now, I understand that we all struggle with the victim mentality. And I understand that there are instances in life where, yes, we are the victim. Yes, we have been victimized. Yes, um, we there are injustices that have been placed upon us unfairly. But here's something that I've learned that I often share. I've shared with the Highland congregation on several occasions. I shared this with uh, my clients when they come in for their coaching sessions. I think there is still a responsibility that we have even in the circumstances that we may place ourselves in. And I really do believe that this helps with the victimization um, problems that we face, right? I think if we handle it this way, that even if we are truly the victim, right? If, if something is happening to us that is out of our control, that we can't control, then I think we'll make better decisions. But in the circumstances that are, are in, in our control, I think we'll still make better decisions. So what I share with my clients often is that you are going to go through a circumstance. So in life, we have circumstances that drop into our laps. What do I mean by circumstance? For example, your boss comes in and yells at you because you didn't do the job you were supposed to do. Or maybe you did the best job that you can, but your boss had a bad day. And so your boss is just going to take it out on you. So whether right, wrong, or indifferent, if your boss comes in and yells at you, it is out of your control. 
it is out of your control. You can't control what your boss does, right? You can't control what your spouse does. You can't control what society may do to you, right, wrong, or indifferent. But there is something that you can control. Matter of fact, there's a few things that you can't control. You can't control your circumstance, but you can control your thinking, your thought processes. Now, you may be wondering, well, how is that even possible, right? If somebody is yelling at me, then of course I'm going to start to have some thoughts. And oftentimes when something negative is happening to us, if we're in a negative circumstance, oftentimes our thought process becomes negative. And so most people would say, well, if that's happening, then how is it not the other person's fault, right? How is it not my circumstances fault if I have these negative thoughts? Well, because everything that you do, every action that you do always begins at a thought. So if our thinking is always negative, no matter what the circumstance may be, it may be a positive circumstance or a negative circumstance, you are in full control of your thought process. You are in full control of the things that you think or that you ponder on. So, for example, again, your boss yells at you, right, wrong, or indifferent. Your boss yells at you. And based on that yell, that yelling that your boss did, maybe you start to think some things about yourself. Maybe one thing is you say to yourself, I don't deserve this yelling. And that may be very true. I don't deserve this yelling. How dare my boss yell at me like this, right? Um, you know, we may start to have negative thoughts about ourselves, like we're no good. Yeah, we're terrible at our job, even though that may not even be the case. We may be very good at our job, but when people put us down, it's very easy for us to put ourselves down, right? So if that's our thinking, then the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to get a feeling based on the things that we think. And so that feeling may be sadness. That feeling may be mad, right? We may be angry. We may have hateful thoughts, right? Or, or feel hateful towards other people. You know, so all of these different feelings come from the very thoughts that we have. And guess what? When we have a negative thought that leads to a negative feeling, then we're going to have a negative action. We're going to act out how what we're thinking and how we feel. And then based on that negative action, we're going to have a negative result. So out of everything that we listed, there is only one thing that is not in your control. Again, that's the circumstance. You can't control what other people do to you. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You can't control what people do to you. But you can control your thoughts. You can control your feelings. You can control your actions. And you can control your result. So, what does that mean for you and me? Well, first of all, we need to acknowledge that this is truly a biblical concept. How do I know this? Because that is the reason why God wants us to consume 
his word. We need to consume God. We need to consume his character, his nature. And the only way we're going to learn those things is if we study God through his divine word. The Bible is a manual. It's a manual for our living in this life because the Bible warns us about circumstances that are going to come in this life. Again, whether they're deserved or not, there are circumstances that occur. And based on those circumstances, we're going to have to train our thought process to be more godly. Our thought process to rely on God and his infinite wisdom. But if we're never studying God, then guess what? Our thought process are not going to be godly. They're not going to be positive. Oftentimes they're going to be negative. But if our thought process is based on how God sees us and what God thinks of us and God's infinite wisdom, then guess what? We're going to have different feelings. Feelings about ourselves. Feelings about how we perceive other people. Even people who may be our enemy, right? Or at least our enemy in the moment. We're going to have different uh, feelings. Which of course are going to lead to different actions. We are going to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are going to... Uh, do positive things toward people who may do negative things towards us. And our situations, our negative situations, will have positive action towards, which will lead to a positive result. So this is definitely, without even going to the Bible itself, I mean, we could already see those of us who... Uh, are in the body of Christ and study our Bibles and are God-fearing people, we understand that this is a biblical concept. We do need to fill our thinking with godliness. We do need to fill our thought process with the wisdom of God so He can change our feelings and our actions and our results. We need God for that. But if we often play the victim in every circumstance... Even in the circumstances in which things happen to us unjustly. Now, I'm all for fighting against injustice. But to literally sit and wallow and say, woe is me, I'll, I'll never be anybody. We really need to be reminded that in God, we are somebody. Even if society says we're nothing, God says we're something because we belong to him. So I often think about when I'm in a negative circumstance, and this is a common thing, when I'm in a negative circumstance, such as I don't have a lot of money, um, such as I've have, I have to pay these, um, these uh, massive bills, right? Uh, I have to, you know, do something that I don't want to with my money, right? Oftentimes, one of the results that we may have or one of the things or, or feelings that we have is negative and therefore our actions lead us to just spend money any way we want to. I think about right now um, the pandemic. 
I mean, we're coming out of the pandemic right now, and hopefully by June 15th, um, we'll be completely out, and we'll be back to a, a, a newer normal, right? But I often think about the fact that because of the horrible year we had last year, <laughs> and in, in many ways, because of the pandemic, which is a circumstance that was out of our control, that we may feel the need to spend money in order to make up for the hard year that we had. But that's not being responsible and properly managing our money. We can't just make decisions with our money just because of our poor circumstance, especially circumstances that are out of our control. So we really need to have a mindset of, of understanding that our circumstances don't have to define our actions, what we do. And again, this is a biblical concept. I think about passages like Proverbs 21 and verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Another way of saying this is good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Another verse that you can think of is Proverbs 21 and verse number 20. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Another way of saying this is the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. So you can have, again, all the money in the world. You can have a lot of precious treasures and oil. You can be a hard worker, right? You can do good things. But if you are someone who constantly devours their resources spending it just however you want at a moment's notice based on how you may be feeling in the moment. I mean, the Bible calls that kind of thinking foolish. So the Bible does emphasize financial planning. The Bible does emphasize that we shouldn't just be spenders. We should really properly manage what God has given us. Again, as I've been stating before, what God has given us belongs to Him, not to us. So therefore, we can't just spend money any way we want to. We need to be proper stewards, as the Bible teaches, of the money that God has given us. Now, there's one thing that I want to say here as it relates to this idea of spending. Oftentimes we spend a lot of money when we see things that we desire in the moment. And they often reflect on or, or come to light in these idea of a sale, right? We are bombarded by commercial after commercial, advertisement after advertisement, and it causes us to put our guard down often 
and just spin based on the feeling that we get from seeing that commercial or hearing about this product or that product. So we're bombarded by this. If you go on Facebook, and this happens to me all the time, I will look up something on Google, some type of product, or I may ask a question about some something, right? I may ask a question about spending. I may ask a question about um, financing. I'll ask a question about savings. I'll ask a question about investing. And then when I go back on my Facebook that same day, I get all of these commercials, all of these advertisements about the very things that I look up. Even when I wasn't planning on buying anything, I was just looking for free information. And then I'm bombarded by all of this advertisement that you should buy this product and that product and all your problems will be solved. Well, that's a lie. Because oftentimes we buy these products and then they just end up on a shelf somewhere collecting dust. And we are often lured into these with the idea of a sale, right? Uh, holidays are notorious for this, right? Every single holiday known to man, guess who is capitalizing on holidays? Salespeople, right? Just about every holidays, cars are on sale, uh, loans are on sale. I mean, everything is on sale, right? During the holidays. And sales happen all year long. And they often lure us to make decisions that we normally wouldn't make. But let me ask you a question. And this is a, a very good question I think we need to ponder on. Is a sale really a sale? Is a sale really a sale? Well, there's a few things I want you to consider. Number one, unless you plan to actually pay the full price of an item because you see its value regardless of price, you don't really save. Right? We're attracted to a sale because of what we could possibly save. But isn't it interesting that retail and all of these salespeople have changed the entire meaning of what it means to save? I mean, what does it mean to save? It means to put money away for another day. That's what saving is, right? As elementary that is, it's interesting that retail has completely changed the tone of that word or the meaning of that word. Saving basically just means that you didn't buy at full value. But really, honestly, when you think about it, did you really save anything? If you weren't willing to put actually pay the full price for it in the first place. And unless you actually plan to take that portion that you saved and actually put it away, then really, have you really saved anything? Now, this may be very an unpopular view when it comes to a sale, right? Because we think we're getting a value and we might be getting a value. I'm not saying that a sale is bad. I'm just trying to get us to think about the fact that I don't know if we're really taking full advantage of a sale 
if one were not willing to pay the full price of that item regardless of value uh, regardless of what the price may be we see that that item is valuable in of itself and then we're willing to take the money that we saved and put it away for something else but oftentimes we are just lured to sales and we end up spending the same amount of money that we would have spent even if we had bought something at full price oftentimes that's what it what happens and guess what that's exactly what sales strategists want you to do they don't care if you spend 150 on one item or several items they just want you to spend that 150 dollars it's an old sales tactic that has been around for centuries there's a lot of sales tricks that we have to look out for one uh, a few just to name a few sales tricks that we got to look out for we got to look out for for discounts based on inflated prices that's when manufacturers suggest retail price or the msrp uh let's say is at 200 dollars and everyone is selling it or selling that item for 150 so the store tells you it's 25 percent off when in actuality, it's 100% the price everyone is selling it for. You get the problem or you see the problem with that, right? You're being lured to thinking that you're saving 25% when really the regular price of that item is 150 or everybody's selling it at 150. So you didn't do your due diligence to see whether or not that product is actually discounted. That can happen happens often what about sales tags from manufacturers what does that mean if the sales tag is an already printed tag that says something like original price $99 crossed out and now $79.99 it was never a deal it was that price from the get-go because it came from the manufacturer so we got to look out for that. Then there are rebates. Rebates are popular. Most, But here's the thing. Most people don't even fill out the rebates. And companies know this. So unless it's an instant uh, at-register rebate, then you probably should just keep the rebate altogether. Like, don't even rely on it. Because most people won't even fill out the rebates. There's also liquidation sales. Um, we'll, put, we'll put the prices back up, or people will put the, uh, the prices back up to MSRP, or manufacturer suggested rate prices. And as the sale, and as the sale day or week continues, we'll drop it down to make it look like you're getting a deal. So people do that, right? Salespeople do this. And then there's the shipping trap. Free shipping coupons that will cancel out other coupons or they mark the price up and then say free shipping when in reality it include, it's included in the price. 
So these are old sales tricks that we have to look out for, but oftentimes it is under the guise of savings, right? Under the guise of a sale, when really it's not a sale at all. But this is something that constantly gets us to continue to spend money, even those of us who are trying to manage well but are getting bombarded or pulled in by these different kinds of sales. Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't spend money, but we do need to plan that spending out. So we can point the finger at these retail companies. We can point the finger at salespeople. We can point the finger again at our economy. We can point the finger at a lot of places. But unless we are willing to take the time to manage and have a financial plan for our present and future, we got to take responsibility for our spending habits. We do. Regardless of what our circumstance may be, regardless of how much money we may, what may be coming in, we are responsible for what we spend. So I leave you with that. Hopefully this episode helped you out in some way. Or at least you were reminded of the importance of having a spending plan and not getting uh, trapped by these different sales or advertising that always happens in our lives every day. So thank you so much for watching this episode and we will see you in the next episode of the Treasure Talk Podcast. Have a blessed one. Hey, thank you so much for watching our videos and podcasts. If you want more videos and more podcasts, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.